Daniel, I'd like to avoid some legal snags by telling you that you're being recorded and I can uh, use this in a court of law against you when that time does come. I didn't say if, I said when. So on that day, I'm I not showing everything I, against you. That's I'm not it. showing up to the court date. Um, oh, all right. I'm just not showing up. So. You already know that you're busy that day. Got yeah, it. Yeah, I have a dentist appointment. Got um, it. You know, I got things to do. Crentis, so. the dentist. I know. I know the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. I know. What a coincidence. His name is Crentis. That's why he became I a dentist. I love the way Steve Carell delivers that line. He goes, your dentist's name is Crentis? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's a good one. That's the best. All right, well, here we are, episode 57. I'm Tim here with Daniel. We don't know where Derek is. He might be dead. So if we find out he's dead, I'm going to feel real bad for saying he- that. He went to the dentist, and it's two hours away, or oh, four God. hours away, right? Yeah, so. well, you know those 11 p.m. dentist appointments. Those are very yeah. common. I mean, it's Florida, right? They are All sorts of places are open late in Florida. So It's very common. It's fine. But, hey, we're going to carry on, and hopefully he'll be able to join us, if not tonight, if he's uh, not able to make it. And hopefully by next week, you guys will be able to uh, indulge in the bad Teague takes yet again. I'll I'll give some. I mean, I'll I'll figure it out. I can just say trash and tell everyone's opinions that they're wrong. Uh, Gaston, uh, Crash Bandicoot's fucking stupid. So stop talking about it because I'm sick of your shit. So that's one place to start. And he also <laughs> needs to talk about ponies. He's really mad at all ponies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Although I don't necessarily know. We need we need him here to define what's a pony. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like what uh, makes a pony? Another word is equestrian, right? True. That's yes. Throw out there with ponies. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sea biscuit. That's another word. <laughs> I'm thinking of I don't know horse words. <laughs> Remember that Tobey Maguire movie? That is something that I don't think people spend a lot of time sitting around. I got to think of some horse words. Yeah, All horse right. Words. Well, we're gonna do our best to carry on. There are a few headlines to cover. Some stuff that we've been playing, and then Dan's got. Oh, here comes the loud car. Hang on. Did you hear that? Got that Tokyo Drift going on outside. Yeah, did you hear that? I might close this window here in a minute. <laughs> I mean, um, I heard it, but I'm, you know, I'm like, I, unless they're doing like loop-de-loops around your yard there. like It's been ridiculously nice here yesterday, and today was even nicer. And so this evening, now that the sun's ducked down behind the, the mountains, the temperature dropped like 20 degrees. So it was like high 70s, and now really? it's like mid-50s and breezy, and it's just perfect. Yeah. It's so peculiar when you get like good weather, and then like Texas had like that crazy storm that like decimated half the state. Like, yeah, and it's been like thirty degrees the past few days here, like or the past yeah. couple of days. Like, Colorado weather is interesting because it really truly is sunny. We were just talking to some friends about this tonight. It's uh, sunny roughly three hundred days out of the year. You'll get a lot of sunshine. Mm. Now in the summertime, it might be like an afternoon storm blows through, and it's pretty rough. For like 45 minutes to an hour. But then it's sunny again right after that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the weather here is pretty fantastic. Uh, some people would prefer to be near a, you know, near coastline or whatever. Or they prefer something with more humidity. They don't like a lot of mm. arid temperatures. But I love it without the humidity out here. It's fantastic. So, 
Kind of sounds like Hawaii. Like Hawaii would be like raining for five minutes and then it doesn't rain for two hours and then rains again. And then, you know, 18 hours, it doesn't rain. And then it rains for five hours. Like it's just they're basically the weather. Like when they try to be like predict the weather there, it's like almost impossible. Yeah, it's it's a lesser crazy version of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because the weather is coming over the mountains. And so sometimes it hits the way they predict and sometimes it scoops up to the north and we end up getting nothing. Yeah. it It just depends. But yeah, today's been great. Uh, and so it's that's why I've got the window open because the breeze is fantastic. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say was I think Dan said he's got some sort of activity, let's call it, for uh, us as well. So we'll do some headlines uh, first, and then we'll yes. see if he wants to do that yeah. or not. Read, read through the headlines because I need I need one more item for my little thing here. So no problem. We don't have a ton of headlines. I mean, there are a few. I think most people can agree that April Fool's Day is one of the Worst days for trying to get any kind of serious news on any topic. Sure. Everyone's just posting fake stuff, and everyone's trying to be funny and one-up each other. And um, sometimes it's funny, and I appreciate it. And a lot of times it's it's just annoying. It must so. be Trump's favorite day, all the fake news, right? Oh, it's got to be his favorite. Yeah, it's got to be his favorite. It's got to yeah. be his favorite. Just point, he can point in any direction. He's like, fake news. It's like, yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. Today, you're actually correct. <laughs> <laughs> so usually, Out of all the days. <laughs> so usually, I don't like this, but I did really enjoy this one thing that unfolded over the last week. So there was a fake Halo account mm-hmm. that posted, uh, and I think it was actually the day before April Fool's Day this happened. But they posted about a big delay. With It looked very official. There was like a note that was kind of written the same way a dev might write a letter to fans. You know, we mm-hmm. want to make the best game possible. And it was, it sounded and looked very legit. And it was talking about how they're delaying it to summer 2022 or something like that. I saw that like as I was scrolling through and I, I obviously thought it was legit because it was one of those it like it had like, kind of the borders and it was like yeah. a nice official looking thing. So I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, LOL sarcastically for two seconds and then i kept yeah. it moving right because it's like you know games get delayed it's fine right and but, from what we know. saw from halo infinite it seemed like they are gonna pretty much start this thing over but maybe not yeah anyway uh so that went out and to, to this person's credit i'm about to make fun of someone who writes for kotaku but to this guy's credit a lot of folks dan used to mention yourself and i'll admit for myself too when he first saw it thought oh this is real yeah but Upon closer inspection, it didn't take much to look a little closer and see that the Twitter handle that was being used to tweet this out was totally not real. And if you go to the actual real Xbox or Microsoft or Halo or any of the other official Twitter um, profiles, Mm -hmm. none of them have this anywhere. Okay. So it only took like, you know, less than 60 seconds of sleuthing to figure out like this was not real. So, but... The good folks over at Kotaku, they don't bother with all that sleuthing and sourcing <laughs> business. No. no need to do that because I can just see a tweet and then write up an article as a big headline announcement. And so they did about how Halo Infinite has been delayed to 2022 and they pu- and they published it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, uh, and then they had, to, of course, like, I went back and looked at the article and then they actually put a little subtitle that says update. We got got. And they actually oh, yeah. admit that, like, you know, we believed been, something that we had. should yeah, yeah, and so and they, they they kind of you could tell they were trying to be lighthearted about it, but also were kind of embarrassed, and so I, well, I appreciate that. I mean, you know, the general public does that all the time. People read yes. a headline and then they they repeat 
like what the headline is as like, oh, well, this is a thing that happened. It's like you didn't even read the information, you Correct. idiot, which is like Correct. a lot of people on the Internet, on social media. And then well, that, like, this that's why that one post about forced vacations works so well. Have you seen that one where people are no. like, I 100 percent am behind the government instituting forced vacations. And then it's like. And that word is kind of in the middle of a big paragraph. And mm. as you scan over it, your mind sees vaccinations because you see government and you see forced and you just think okay. vaccination. <laughs> so without fail, you post that and you'll get a couple of hardcore folks who skim it and angrily respond. Like, I can't believe you would let the government force you to do, you know, there's, <laughs> it works fantastically. So uh, uh, the, the, the people at Kotaku are just like any other human beings where yeah. they can quickly see something think it's real and and go with it but but i don't ever claim to be a reputable news right. source right so um i if i post something like that and then feel stupid that's one thing that's just me feeling like a dope for a little while but this is a publication that pays someone to write the news so exactly. we're anyway. not getting paid to do this we do this for fun we do that's exactly. their job and we're wrong so. all the time so no, well, anyway i mean <laughs> no, that's come on. You're wrong. Well, we're now. wrong, we're our, right we're wrong all the time. Game of the year list. You know that, right? Number one <laughs> yeah. should have been Final Fantasy, but well, sorry. yeah, that's actually true. But that's yeah. fine, Tim. You don't have to um, open up old wounds. So they printed it as a headline, and of course, doubled back on it to their credit. But I was curious who this author was. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't recognize the name. His name is Ari or something like that. So I clicked on other stuff he's written, and this is the guy who wrote. An article about Monster Hunter Rise okay. that got a lot of criticism because basically he writes and criticizes it for being really tough to get into, even for new players, despite it being the most accessible one yet. And then he describes his experience where he goes on to admit that he skipped all the tutorials, didn't do any of the opening beginner quests, mm-hmm. jumped right in to try to do multiplayer, some of the more challenging quests where they weren't geared up for it, and criticized the game. For not letting him, for not being good for a newcomer. Also talked about how, as he's traveling, his sidekicks, his Palico and Palamute, started attacking these small creatures, which you can attack to get resources and stuff. Yeah. And, and they were doing nothing but peacefully eating the grass, and now he feels guilty that his creatures did that, and now he had to put them down. And <laughs> so he's the same guy who wrote this. So I'm already annoyed at just the very essence of the way this guy approaches video games at all right. and then to see him just botch this headline it's a li- I, I gotta be honest a little satisfying to see him look like an absolute idiot because that monster hunter article you should go read it it's really annoying yeah. uh, even if you've never played monster hunter you could read it and be like wow you didn't do this right at all and you're blaming the game this is hilarious so he was being legitimate he wasn't like being it wasn't a joke sarcasm nope. no nope he's got issues with monster hunter rise several of them one not and one of them is, I feel guilty that I was forced to kill these innocent animals who were just minding their own business. I mean, the game... It's the game called, is called Monster Hunter. <laughs> the second word is called Hunter. <laughs> what do you think that means? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Also, one of the other pieces that he wrote, and I'll, I'll end this headline with this, because I've recently been playing through a little bit of that game Maquette that came out on PlayStation okay. Plus. It's like a yeah, yeah. first-person slightly puzzle game but mostly just a walking simulator where you hear a, a love story okay super boring for most folks i'll put myself in that box at this so point Derek I, would love it 
No. I mean, I don't even like it, and usually I can get into these kinds of games sometimes, Mm but um, yeah, this one was not doing it for me, and the puzzle aspect was hilariously weak. Like the I made it like half half of the game, and the puzzles are not fun. They're not intuitive, and they're not satisfying. Like when you play a puzzle game, you want that moment where it clicks to be like, "Oh, that was awesome!" The way they did that. Like you want there to be a that a little adrenaline rush of "I solved this." That's what makes a good puzzle game good. Yeah. This yeah, puzzle exactly. game doesn't have that. It's just weird environmental stuff. It doesn't really do a good job of guiding you to it, and it's not that fun when you do figure it out. So is that the one that had that initial trailer where like? Like they're in a room and they sort of like almost like kind of rotated the perspective of the room, which then like the way it, that it turned like had an yes. opening so that okay. uh, I think so. Okay. There was another one called Super Liminal that did some weird perspective stuff. Okay. Um, but this one does some puzzles w- with like a size mechanic. So like, okay. There's one one main area early on in the game where you there's a, there's four exits, so it's kind of like a square shape, and there's four exits on each side, and in the middle, there's kind of like a a um, a small version of the area that you're in with each of the four sides. So let's say you find a key, but it's way too big. You put it down in the small area, and then you turn around in real life, and it's actually there, but now it's much smaller because of right. where you've placed it. So I, I think that's what it was, yeah. There's some interesting mechanics there, but once I figured out what they wanted me to do, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of not fun. Um, well, also, so, if you keep like going back to that one mechanic... It's like then that's just what it, the game. It's just that one thing, and there isn't a variety. Not like the witness. I've never played the witness, but I've heard it's... No, no, no. The witness, which I know. have, I have done my fair share of bashing the witness, but I mainly bash it because it gets so much love as being like a game of the year or whatever yeah. from some folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's all way overdone. But the witness is a very solid puzzle game. Like their puzzle mechanics are very smart and very yeah. interesting. Um, it's just not for everybody. Yeah, this yeah. one is just not. I don't think it's a good puzzle game. At its core, it's just not a good puzzle game. Maybe the story is interesting, but I bring that game up because the same author who got fooled by a fake Halo account who doesn't know how to play a video game uh, like Monster Hunter Rise, he can't figure it out um, because he refuses to do tutorials and play it the right way. He right. also has a whole piece about how important Maquette is and how everyone needs to play it right now. It's like the most <laughs> important game. So based on those I mean, three examples, I'm like, well, not uh, the biggest fan of this particular yeah. journalist. So, well, if you can even call him that, <laughs> I use that word with air quotes in my head, at least. But um, yes. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Monster Hunter Rise, that game sold four million copies in its first weekend, Damn. which is a lot. For some perspective, Monster Hunter World sold five million across the PS4 and Xbox One yeah. in its first weekend. So and Rise is just on well, Switch. That's sort of the uh, the whole thing of like. The one comes out and it like is like explodes. So then the next one, people have you know sort of expectations. So they're like, yeah, look, Monster Hunter. Like if that was their first Monster Hunter, and then they see that that you know, oh, Monster Hunter, cool. Let me let me get that one because I really like that other one. It was my first time playing it, so yep. it, it boosts it up, you know. So absolutely, yeah. Which is no surprise. I mean, these games are huge. There's a it's, it already has a built-in hardcore Monster Hunter audience. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this already. We talked about it last week how World really helped reach a broader audience. So now there's a lot more people who are aware of this game, and this game really is kind of the big release of the of the moment. So everyone's talking about it. All the outlets are talking about it. You know, we are talking about it. So it's just it's kind of like the hot game, and so it's getting a lot of buzz. And I think for good reason. It's really really excellent. I love it. Um, I, I've played a little bit more, but my both my son and my daughter have now snatched it out of my Switch because ah. I got the cartridge <laughs> version of it. You know. Sure. 
and they are playing it on uh, on their consoles more than I am getting to. So I'll talk about what I'm playing instead when I'm Monster Hunterless. So did you and Teague still not um, have a moment to play that together? No, not yet. Still hoping to though. We tried to this week, but um, I got his mess. He he messaged me and Kyle said, "Hey, let's play." I was like, "Sweet, I'll be on in about 45 minutes. Gotta get my kids in bed, and I'll be able to play." And then he messaged back and was like, "I'm going to bed. I'm tired." <laughs> yeah, um, that's probably what happened tonight. So he's yeah, just... we're guessing that Teague is asleep tonight too. I think he was outside most of the day with soccer stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that he's uh, pretty wiped out. You, you know, when you get old, being outside just wears you down, you know? so <laughs> It is very tiring it's being very, outside. Be, just being outside, being especially outside. in Florida. That humidity, I think, takes like two years <laughs> off your life. Yeah. Uh, living there. Yeah. Also, just the, the fear of, uh, of uh, alligators. That just would the probably fear alone. do it. For, yeah. yeah, just, I mean, to be honest, yeah, absolutely. Just, I mean, like, for a while, my wife and I, I mean, I think she still does, too, but, like, I, th- I think especially during this whole COVID thing, like, not to, because obviously everyone has their opinions, but they, they, they were one of the states that very much was, like, like, nah, like, we don't care. Like, this isn't, we're not going to do anything. Like, we're just going to walk around and not care. It's like, oh, okay, so you guys really are a mess of a state. People have said it for <laughs> years, like, but, yeah. There's you a know, reason why the uh, Florida man meme is a thing. Right? <laughs> Florida yeah. man yeah. If you had to come face to face in the wild with an alligator while you're in the water or a grizzly bear when you're on the open field with no like discernible shelter to immediately run to, which would you prefer <laughs> to be face to face with? Um, <laughs> uh, can I use a cheat code to unlock the infinite uh, ammo weapon of choice? <laughs> nope, it's just you with your phone. All you have I is mean, your phone. <laughs> I feel like the alligator... <sighs> I feel like maybe a slight better chance with alligator if you can. I mean, how close am I to shore? I mean, in both cases, you got a ways to go. Yeah, I think I think you're after either way, Tim. In this yeah. hypothetical situation that you've put me in, you you monster. Because I mean, I would like only pick bear, I think, because there's a higher chance of the bear not being interested. And, I mean, and an alligator, I think, is always interested in taking sure. a chomp. Because yeah, the alligator is gonna he's gonna grab you. To... And he's going to do that rotating thing. Yeah, I think the alligator is going to go after you 100% of the time, or at least like 90. And I think the bear, it's might, maybe a coin flip if he's hungry or not, if you're, if he feels threatened by you or not. Like, I feel like there's a chance the bear might not come after you. Yeah, because with the bear, like, yeah, if, I mean, if he comes after you, like, I mean, you can't climb up into a tree. Bears climb trees. Dude, yeah. Um, but or at least the other thing is if you're in an open field, you do. can't even use a tree to kind of like break line of sight or break his reach. Like I would try to use right. trees to kind of like, if I could, zigzag through them in a way to kind of keep him off me, which I know is probably silly to imagine I could ever do that away from a freaking bear. But they are fast, too. They are fast. But if I could maybe maneuver around small areas because I'm smaller than him, I don't know. I, I feel like if I'm in a forest, there's a small chance I could maybe get away from him. Probably not a very good one. But yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely not climbing a tree. That's a bad call. But like running through some trees, zigzagging in ways that causes the bear to not be able to run full speed at me all the time. I don't know. Also, they have the uh, the horns, right? They usually people who go into the woods where they're heavily in, uh, uh, infested. I don't know if that infested is not the right word, but I'll just say infested with bears. They usually, yeah. you have to go out there prepared. So yeah. Well, um, if we were on land with the alligator, that's a no brainer because I know gators can run fast, but as soon as you start that zigzag, zigzag pattern. They, I mean, they can't turn. 
I wonder know? how legit that is, though. I wonder, like, what is the percent? What is the percentage of that being effective? Is I don't it know. like eighty percent? Is it twenty percent? Is they it should like... do a MythBusters for that if there isn't one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, didn't actually didn't one of those guys pass away, which is a super bummer. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think one of the the MythBuster guys did pass away. That is a major bummer. It is. Um, that show is a bummer. All right, let's get off that. Uh, let's talk about something else that actually is a bummer, but not a real-life one, just a video game nerdy one. Uh, so Sony announced that they are taking down the digital stores for the PS3, PSP, and Vita. And I'm going to get Dan's response here in a second since he's our Sony boy. But i got to be honest, when I first saw this, and I don't remember if maybe I'm just as much of an idiot as this uh, Kotaku guy I'm making fun of. I don't remember if I saw it in a tweet or some you know, not knowledgeable person was commenting on it, or if I misread it, my, I don't know what it was, but for some reason I saw it and I saw some clear, what I thought was a clear description saying, yeah, you better download everything you have because that also won't be accessible to you anymore. Yeah. So then I was like, that is awful. Cause then now it's kind of putting this fear in the hearts of all of us who are going digital that your library is temporary. So whatever you buy is essentially a long-term rental. Cause as soon as, so that's how I was thinking of it. Mm-hmm. And for a couple of days I was like, yep, that's what they're doing. Um, thankfully they put it, Sony put out an official statement, really clearly laying out, here's what's going to happen on these dates. So on July 2nd, the PS3 and PSP digital stores will close, and on August 27th, the Vita digital store will close. And here's what the support blog says. Customers will still be able to re-download and play previously purchased games and video and still redeem games from PlayStation Plus vouchers. So this is even after those dates. You'll be able to re-download stuff you've purchased before. You'll be able to redeem vouchers that you might have. If you've got some card that was for a specific game or movie or something, you can still redeem that. However, you can no longer purchase something new. So if you want to go on there and buy some PS1 classic you've always had your eye on or waiting for a sale, you might want to do that before these dates. Like if on your Vita, like I use my Vita as my PS1 classic machine, basically. That's where I have a bunch of my PS1 digital downloads. Um, I know I could have played them also, I think, on a PS3, right? Can't you play PS1 classics on a PS3? Yeah, Um, yeah. But I don't don't own one of those. Um, So anyway, um, so it's good for me to know that I can always, on my Vita since I have very limited storage space on there because of the stupid proprietary cards they used, um, I, I can always I can still go in and swap my PS1 classics that I have downloaded at a time, which I have done over the years. You know, I've mm-hmm. downloaded Sleek Good N2 and gotten rid of you know Final Fantasy or vice versa, depending on what I want to play. Yeah. So that, to me, is all good news. Um, in-game purchases, PSN wallet funds you might have, you can no longer redeem on those stores. So it's... To me, it makes a lot more sense now in terms of like the boundaries they're putting up. What doesn't make sense, and I'm curious about your take on this, is why they're doing this in the first place. But go ahead. Right. What, are, what are your thoughts on this? Well, we, we started to talk about it before we started recording, and I said, I will save my fury <laughs> for when I see that red circle saying it's recording time. Um, <laughs> I mean, the people so, need to hear. <laughs> they need to hear my words. Um, so obviously, like, I'm not an expert on, you know, the cost of running servers where all of this is stored. I mean, it's taking up space somewhere, right? It's, it's digital information. It's taking up space somewhere that has to be maintained. 
Um, so it's costing money. And obviously, you know, they're a business and they're looking at the monies and they're saying, well, is it worth keeping it up? Are we making, is there enough money coming in from keeping all of this up, at, 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 you know, to make it worth just leaving it there? And I'm, I'm going to guess, you know, the, the penny pinchers were like, nope, got to shut it off. Time, it's it got to shut it off. Um, so it's like, the main thing is like, how, how much money were they losing to just leave this on? Right. Was it worth keeping it up to even if they were losing a little bit of money? Was is it worth just keeping it up because it's, it, uh, what's the word that I had used earlier? Um, you know, you have all these games, these this catalog of games, this history of games that it's hard to get physically. You know, you gotta you gotta maintain the history of these games. You gotta have them somewhere. It's important, you know. Yeah. To, like to be able to access. Yeah, right. preservation. Thank you. Yeah. Um, game preservation is important. I mean, otherwise, like people are just still going to find a way anyways. They're going to do emulators and ROMs and, and then Sony's going to come at them like, you can't do that. It's like, well, but you took it away from me. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, yeah. I want to play these games. Uh, you want me to go on eBay and like, you know, freaking try to look for actual physical. Like, no, just, I don't know. It's, it's really dumb. I mean, unless they were use, uh, losing crazy amounts of money, but I, I doubt it was crazy amounts. Like it, Maybe they were losing something, probably were losing money, but like, I, I, you know, you're getting that money from all these other places. Like, it's fine. Like, you're really just hurting the customer in the long run and, and everybody else that, you know, cares about game preservation and people, everyone should care about that. It's important. So. Yeah, I got you. I feel like um, it's probably not going to affect most people very much because you'll be able to download stuff you already downloaded. I don't think there were many people still using, uh, especially the PS3 store because there's been two consoles that have released since then that have a Sony store. The only thing there is, I think it's those PS1 classics that you can't play elsewhere, right? I don't think they're anywhere else. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, no, it just... Yeah, the Vita, PSP, PS3, yeah, I mean... So PS3. to me, that's that's one of the big yeah. things, is the PS1 classics. Because you can play a lot of PS2 stuff through PlayStation Now, would be their argument, would be you got PlayStation Now if you want to do PS2 but it's not and even that PS3 many, games. You're right, it's not that many. Yeah. Um, and the PS2 library is massive, of course. So, um, so yeah, I think, those, I think that's a... I think it's an issue. I just don't think it's going to be for that many people. My guess is that they were losing money based on the number of customers that they had returning to the stores. And they probably were tracking activity to see most people are just coming here to re-download stuff they've already bought. We're not getting a lot of purchases here. So that's my guess, is that it's shutting down the purchase portion and leaving up the downloadable portion. But to your point, that means you can no longer buy stuff that was just on Vita, PSP, or PS3 and is nowhere else. Like That's that's actually going to be gone unless you've already purchased it. So... I don't like that. I mean, it's it's not as egregious as plenty of the stuff that Nintendo has done. Like, I'll talk about Nintendo in a second. They've done way worse. But it is kind of confusing because, like you said, unless there's something we're not thinking of, keeping something like this up and running, keeping even just a very basic stripped-down version of their store yeah. wouldn't cost much. Like, if they had to do an update, say we're updating our stores, we're simplifying them, we're going to leave the ability to purchase, you know, these types of games or software up or removing the ability. We're not going to keep updating like a Netflix app or whatever it is they wanted to say. We're going to strip yeah. away some of the extras and just focus in on the games that you could have gotten here. I think that could have been a nice half step. I got a large, a, I mean, lo a loud motorcycle coming again. 
Listen to that. Jeez. Yeah, uh, we awesome. live right near a, a busy road, and since it's so nice out, everyone's like, finally, I can ride my motorcycle. So they're Finally, I can drive 80 miles an hour down the road. <laughs> Dude, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, um, but anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say that it's... I don't think it's necessarily a no-brainer, good or bad. I just think it just kind of sucks. So if Sony just decided to do this on a whim, which they could have... Like, hey, I'm, we're tired of updating this. You know, let's, we're trying to get our teams to focus on other things. I don't want to keep wasting our technical teams on supporting these, these stores. Okay, it's still kind of, it feels like a very um, so, non-consumer friendly move. Absolutely. But if it's truly draining resources, whether it's money or personnel, then I would be like, yeah, I get it. Like, if you have to trim somewhere, that's a good place to trim. But, um, I mean, again, we don't know the deep intricacies of that, but I, I think we know it's not, it's not that there's not that much bad going on with that that this had to i mean look what microsoft does like i mean since the last generation i mean they they've really like fully backed backwards compatibility and like people have like Mm -hmm. praised them for it like i i mean i i praise them it's i think that's great i think it's important like yeah a lot of people say oh man i would love to play that like game from like 20 years ago and then like you get the ability to do so and like then half of those people are like they just never get around to it but like still having the ability to do so yeah. is is important and i mean un- unless they're doing something where all of this is carrying over like they because obviously when the ps5 was coming out people were wondering like so is this going to be all the way backwards compatible? Like that—that that was kind of like there was that inkling, and then that didn't actually happen, except for PS4. Right. So if there's going to be like for sure, they're doing it in like increments where they're like, all right, so PS3 is next, or maybe they skip PS3 because that seems to be the hardest apparently because of the the cell processor. Right. Um. So they go to PS2 and PS1. So like they kind of do increments of like, all right, now all PS2 games work. Now all PS1 games work. Mm-hmm. Then cool. But like they're not announcing that right now. They're just saying, yeah, we're just shutting this right. off. You're done. Like, too bad. yeah, they they aren't doing a great job of reassuring us. And I think, I I think, the more I read about it, and, and after reading the statement from the support blog, I feel less concerned. Like I'll be able to still access stuff I bought. Maybe this yeah. summer I'll go on a little splurge and buy a few more things on the Vita store before it totally goes away. Um, there's a few games like Fat Princess and stuff like that that I don't think has been brought over anywhere else. So there yeah. are a few of those games that are pretty popular that yeah. are, are are not elsewhere just yet. But um, so I might go on a little bit of a splurge. But it's Nintendo that I think has really done done a lot of gamers dirty in this area. So like, think about the Wii. That was really the first time that I built up a digital library of any kind, and it mm-hmm. was mostly through their virtual console. You know, I bought a bunch of N64 and Super Nintendo and even Turbo Graphics and Sega Genesis games. And it was just the first thing of its kind where you're shopping on an online store, you hit purchase, and then it just downloads and boom, you play it. It was so cool. Yeah. And of course, the Wii was a huge hit, and that lasted for a long time. And then when they took that offline, they didn't just take the ability to buy offline. Like, I can't go and re download <laughs> old Wii stuff. Like, it would have to be on your system, it's right? Gone. Correct. So I tried right. to download everything that I could possibly fit on there before it was over. And so now my I have not sold my Wii because that's what I'm, I'm like, this is a library of games that I thought I was purchasing. But it turns out, thanks to what Nintendo did, in yeah. the end, at, at its core, all I did was rent them. I didn't well, actually buy them. That's because Nintendo and still is behind the times when it comes to, uh, you know, their network infrastructure and, and sort of yeah. 
you know, their storefront, their digital storefront, and, and having that be with the times, you know, like... Right. So... That's... Now, if they had turned around and said, but all these games that were on this store are now part of your Switch Online subscription, or, you know, maybe there's a Switch Online Pro that costs more, but now it's a subscription service where you can have access to all these, that at least softens the blow a little bit. And I think for Sony, it's the same thing. It's like, hey, we're there's going to be a lot of Vita and PS3 and PSP software that you no longer can buy anywhere, mm. but we're going to soften the blow by doing this. And it'd right. be nice to know like what that plan is, if there is if there is a plan. Yeah. Um, now, again, we don't have the numbers. Maybe the analytics show that who cares? No one care, No one does this anyway. And I know that people talked about that with backwards compatibility. They're like, hey, the data doesn't show that this stuff gets purchased and played much, at least percentage-wise, compared to new stuff. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But look at the general public response when you do it. When you do good backwards compatibility, uh, people just love it. It doesn't matter yeah. if they spend a ton of time playing it. There's something. There really is something to that reassurance that my digital library is safe. And yeah. it's good. Tied to my account, I'm not going to lose it. And even though maybe technically, I've heard people say that technically you're just renting a license for the game mm. when you buy yeah, it digitally. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's not what we're told when we buy it. You're yeah. you're hitting a button that says buy. And I mean, you're if that's the that case, game. then then there needs to be laws written where that's not the case or something. Maybe it's saying maybe that's extreme saying laws need to be written, but I mean, or it like, needs to say it. It needs to say yeah. And some kind of, maybe there is a disclaimer that most of us never read, but some kind of disclaimer saying you're right. not actually you don't own this product. It's only viable for the. Well, the lifetime of this store. Like they need to specify that a little more. Maybe they do. Maybe I need to read my terms and conditions more, but who's <laughs> well, got time for that? It's funny that you're saying that though. So like the one that the, on the last season of parks and rec, when, when Grizzle shows up, right. Uh-huh. And, and there's that whole episode of like, you know, they're, they're actually uh, uh, hacking into people, not hacking, but you know, they're, they're peeking into people's phones and, and they're, yeah. they're sending them things. And, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 um, and Ron smashes it. Yeah. Ron smash- <laughs> um, and uh, Jesus, Ben, uh, Ben, you know, he, he's the one that set up sort of the uh, the contract with them. Yes. A- and obviously they, they pulled the wool over his eyes, so to speak, because there's the one day where the uh, whatever. Um, oh, what is it? Not Harry Potter, but something something that is distracting him that day. And they added sort of like a little a, a little subsection in the contract that he missed that says like, yes, oh, actually, was it Game of can't... Thrones or something. That yeah, 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 maybe? yeah. It was yeah. the Game of Thrones like yeah. series finale or something. He's like, yeah, yeah. That, that was on that day. And I and I didn't I didn't read that part of the thing. So like and then that show actually hadn't ended when that Parks and Rec thing aired. So they made up their own version yeah, and Leslie yeah. says something like, "Man, that show really went off the rails." Like I forget what it was. But, yeah, they said somebody yeah. showed up or something. But yeah. but like he then he when he, then he, when he goes into the courtroom and he's like, "Listen, people shouldn't need this like extremely advanced like you know freaking degree of uh you know of, of figuring out these contracts, these like yeah. billion page like contracts and 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 all these agreements and whatever. Like it should just be." plain plain and simple right there for people when like if i'm buying a game when i walk into a store i hand them money and they give me the game i don't need mm-hmm. to read some sort of you know uh, some sort of whatever agreement or something like so why is that the case on on a digital storefront you know yeah so. there needs to be some clarity there for sure if it's true that i've heard this said a lot that you know people will say kind of casually like it's like it's uh, obvious well you know you don't actually own the game you just you're buying a license to have access to the game yeah. or a certain you know and I'm like, am I though? Because I don't remember seeing that anywhere. Maybe it's there. You know, maybe it's there. Because I've gone digital on a lot of my systems, and um, that would be a huge bummer. 
yeah. thankfully the systems that I primarily play on now, the Switch and the and the PS5, they're so in- insanely popular that I don't think it's it's going to be a while till I have to worry about this. This um, is why I'm old school, Tim, and I still like buying my games physical. <laughs> I still I like some physical. Basically, yeah. having I I mostly buy physical unless something's like on crazy sale and it's it's like a year, two, three years old. Like I'm like, yeah, sure, you know what, fine, I, I'll buy it digital. But otherwise, I, mean, I just I love having the. It's almost like when they invented the remote for the TV and people no longer had to get up and go <laughs> over and hit the buttons. Like being able to just sit there and switch between games. I don't have to swap discs or cartridges. Yeah. You just, it's, there it's is something just, to that. It just doesn't bother. Yeah, I mean, people really are like, oh, I hate getting up and swapping. It. It's like, really? You hate <laughs> moving your body like a couple feet forward and put it. All right, sure. Okay. Which, by the way, I've learned that I have to close out all my PlayStation 5 games anyway because my freaking PS5 will go into some sort of bad shutdown mode. Mm. If I try to go into rest mode while a game is suspended, yeah. I get a go turns green and then shuts down all the way. And, and then when I turn it back people. on, it'll be like rebuilding whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what? So um, it's terrifying. It's happened like five times. So I've stopped leaving games suspended. I've been told that, uh, yeah, it's an issue. They know about it and they're supposed, supposedly fixing it. But just don't put your games in suspend anymore. And I'm like, okay, I, I get that that's the fix. But that's really stupid. Like it worked <laughs> on their previous console, like last yeah. generation. Well, how, I mean, that's a... not work now. Well, like for instance, I mean, like mine doesn't do that. So obviously it's a sporadic thing that they're like, oh, shoot. All right. Well, we got to find do a- it. It didn't do it to mine every time. That was the thing. Yeah. It did it sometimes. Well, they so. got to find the fix. But I mean, that's not going to happen overnight. And But it's annoying. It's, but, uh, so it's in, my, annoying. in my Googling, it looks like it's been happening since launch. So people noticed it right away. Okay. So I'm a little surprised that here we are. We are now in April and uh, there's no fix. You can't keep well, your game suspended on your modern, sleek, new, gigantic console. Obviously, uh, Tim, they've been really just focused on taking down the PlayStation 3, the Vita. The, down. Yeah. <laughs> so Listen, all the resources have been put into that taking it down. So, you know. That's a good point. I didn't even think yeah. about that. They're too busy yeah. trying to figure out how to screw over their customers. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. The thing is, like, it's still my preferred console to play on on a big screen. Like, I still like that controller. Uh, I think it's really it's really slick. I like it a lot. And I still love their um, console exclusives, I think, are... Second to none. I mean, unless Nintendo starts cranking out some more here in the near future, Sony's far and away the best place to play console exclusives right now. So as much as I still criticize little things here and there that I wish they would fix up, um, yeah, I freaking love that system. And and I'll talk about some of the games I'm playing on there here in a second. But um, all right, that's it for headlines that I had. I was looking on my phone before we started to see if there's anything else. There are a few things, you know, game updates and, you know, a few trailers here. Nothing crazy, though. Unless you've got something that jumped out at you this week that you wanted to highlight, um, no, I thought. I mean, uh, I, I anticipated Derek being on so we could discuss um, Outriders because I'm assuming you're not playing that. No, uh, obviously we will not be discussing that. Uh, I did I download am... it though because um, you know I've seen enough positive feedback about the game itself. Yeah. I know that there's a lot of connection issues with it. And that's a whole different story. People are having a lot of issues connecting to this game for some reason. That could mean good things, though, because that means that maybe there's just so many people slamming the servers. Well, it's on Game Pass, so you instantly have a huge audience you wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah. Um, Um, But I saw that you jotted down uh, Narita Boy, and I saw the trailer for that after I saw you uh, wrote that down. Dude, that game is freaking gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah. Holy crap. 
Yeah, so that's on Game Pass as well, and it's, I think yeah. it's out on all platforms. I think I know I saw it on the Switch store. I didn't look. Yeah, it's on the PlayStation also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's like twenty five bucks. I don't recommend buying this game for twenty five or even twenty. Nah. This is the kind of game that I would wait until it's either free on a service you subscribe to, so it's on Game Pass. So if you have that, go grab it. Maybe it'll be on PS Plus. Maybe it'll be on sale for ten bucks. That might be worth it. Um, this game looks super cool. It's like Tron meets certain aspects of games like Dead Cells where you had pixelated art that was animated and detailed in a way that it had no business being. So Dead Cells yeah. had a had a really pretty pixel art style to it as well. This is similar to that. Um, not similar art style, but just similar in terms of like, this looks really good. The way everything's moving, it's just, yeah. it, it's really impressive. That being said, it bombards you with story and text. First, I mean, on I'm not Derek Teague here, but since Teague's not here, we'll try to represent his spirit. Mm. Um, yes. There's so much, to, even if you're skimming, and I started skimming because none of it makes sense. Most of the words they're saying sound like nonsense. So you're again, you're kind of like in this computer program, mm -hmm. and they keep talking about the creator, and I'm already getting right. very strong Tron vibes from the overall story, and there's a a program that's gone bad and you're supposed to help all the good programs restore order and all and that's kind of the general gist of it and but you need the creator to do this so you have to remind the creator of certain memories so you have to go through and find the creator so it's very kind of um trippy in addition to being tron like so mm. but as all the characters or if you want to call them characters as the programs are all talking to you most of what they say is so nonsensical because it's using terms and describing things in a way that it's like, do you think I already know this lore? Cause sure. I don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> um, you will know Tim, you will know <laughs> if they did one or two of those at the start and then kind of started you from the beginning, like a lot of games and movies even will do that where yeah. they'll give you some kind of statement or even series of statements or dialogue that you're like, I don't think I understood that. And then they'll walk you through it. So then as you think back, you're like, oh, that's what they meant. So that's Tarantino it. That's what I'm – yeah, exactly. I'm waiting for that. Haven't seen it. That being said, when you get to actual gameplay fight moments, it's pretty fun. Um, it's not the best fighting system ever, but it's pretty cool. You, there, you know, there's a, a dodge and attack. You've got a, a shotgun attack, which you, if you hold, you can use all your shotgun shells to do a beam attack. And then those kind of reload, you know, recharge over time. Um, you the get a sword. The reviews I was reading did say that it's a little floaty, but um... it's a little floaty. And there's some platforming sections that are more demanding than I would have expected for something okay. that is very not precise in the controls. That can be annoying because yeah. they've got so many background and foreground elements. So they'll have things. A lot of platforming games do this now, where they'll have something in the foreground that kind of blocks your view. So as you're moving, there's a beam that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. across in front, and that's okay for an aesthetic moment that you want to create some depth. It's right. awful when you're trying to platform and that right. gets in your way and you can't tell like, where you're going to land. You should be able to see where you need to get to if you're going to put like a space between me and I'm on this platform and I need to get to this platform. I, I need to see where I'm going. So, so that there's a few elements like that that um, keep it from being excellent. Yeah. But it it is good. It's it's interesting and visually it's something else. Like visually, it really yeah. is cool. It, it, when I when I was watching the trailer, like the second I saw those visuals, I was like, oh, I really really want to play this. But obviously, you know, something can look as pretty as it wants if the substance there's no substance there. Then then what's the point? You know. I think so. I think a lot of folks might like it. It's there's just so many other games that have a similar side scrolling action element to it. Mm -hmm. That are better. 
Um, I always point to stuff like Dead Cells as, like, to me, it's one of the best fighting systems in a side-scrolling game like that. Uh, I know it's a little, it can be a little harsh, a little brutal in terms of difficulty. And, um, but anyway, Dead Cells is still the one I always recommend for folks to play. But there's other ones too. Even do you remember that game Outland that came out several yeah. years ago? I still think that one had a better combat system. And the switch between mm. the two colors yeah, to yeah. activate certain things was really creative. I still would prefer something like that uh, to this. So this isn't quite their gameplay-wise, but it's not bad. It's not like a three or something. It's, mm-hmm. it's honestly, it's probably the swimming in sevens <laughs> type of a game. And its visual go. style probably brings it up at least yeah. a couple points there. Yeah, the visual yeah, yeah. style is very, very cool. And the music so, was cool in the trailer too. The like, music is nice great. Music. It's very, it's, cool it's very, it's very trippy. Um, yeah. I've fought a couple bosses already. It's not very difficult. Yeah. Um, like as far as the actual challenge they're presenting to you, I didn't. I'm not finding it to be super difficult. Mm. The difficult parts I'm finding feel like bad uh, layout design, mm. where I'm I'm missing a jump I should have made, and I'm like, well, I couldn't see where that platform was because they've got all this stuff in the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, it's good. It's it's good. It's not great. If you've got Game Pass, it's certainly worth checking out if you like side-scrolling games. If you don't, I don't recommend it at that price. From what I've heard and read, it's a pretty meaty game, so there's probably a lot to do and a lot to upgrade. You can already tell the things they're going to let you upgrade. Um, I'm not sure if that's true or not, by the way, so don't take my word on it, but mm. um, it seems like there's a good amount to it. There's, I think there's going to be four main worlds. They described them pretty early on. Okay. Um, for you to go through and um, but yeah yeah it's it's good not great I've got too many other things that are truly great that I'm playing for this one to really sidetrack me but I did want to just mention that I'm playing it and it's decent it's worth trying if you've yeah. got it cool yeah I mean yeah I saw the 25 and I was like oh, I don't know I mean it depends on how long it is it yeah. seemed kind of pricey for what could potentially just be like five to ten hours it is not, a it is a little it's not much. pricey. I mean, twenty five dollars isn't like a lot of money, but you know what I mean. Like, well, I think weird. in the world we're in now with video games and so many indie titles and downloadable only and all that kind of stuff, I think we have a most of us have a pretty good idea of where we would value things. And yeah. to me, this price is a little steep for what I've experienced with it so far. Like, yeah, if yeah. if this were a demo that I played, I wouldn't spend twenty five on it. But yeah. you know, if it drops down to fifteen, I might be like, all right, all right, I'll grab it for fifteen. Like that's. It's good enough for sure for that. It's definitely good enough to try if you've got Game Pass. Yeah. You know, might as well. Might as well give it a whirl if you've got Game Pass. So fair enough. Um, so yeah, playing that one. Of course, still playing a lot of Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, but like I said before, my my kids have swiped that cartridge from me in the last couple of days, so I haven't had time with it this weekend. Those monsters. But um, they're loving it. I'm I'm honestly considering just getting a couple more copies of it. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, point. you guys could uh, team up together. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if they're interested in it now, and I'm liking it, it'd be kind of fun to play together. But the other possibility is I let them kind of burn themselves out on it because the game does ramp up the difficulty, and then they'll be bored, and I'll get it back. But sure, we shall see. Tell me about this Fantasian. Fantasian. What is this? Fantasian, dude. Ah, so I've 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 only played an hour and a half so far, so I don't have any in what is it analysis. So, um. The father of Final Fantasy, Tim, uh, Nobuo, uh, Saka, sorry, no, um, Sakaguchi. I'm thinking Nobuo Uematsu. Uh, Hironobu's. Uh, I mean, Sakaguchi. we all were, right? Yes. So. <laughs> sorry, I was mixing up my Asian names. You know, it's so common. Dude, you could have come in here and just started naming types of sushi. I wouldn't know who you're talking about. Sakaguchi is the that father name I do of recognize. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And 
so he hasn't worked at Square Enix for quite a while. Uh, I think 2004 is the date that I saw. Um, so anybody that remembers Lost, uh, was it Lost Odyssey on Xbox 360? That was the first uh, game that Mistwalker, his uh, ind- uh, independent studio, did. Uh, and then they did Blue Dragon. Um, and then some years later on the Wii, they did The Last Story. Um, oh, which right. coincidentally was the last uh, console game that they ever made. Because then they did a couple of mobile games that have since then been discontinued. Um, so they've kind of been a little all over the place. They haven't like really hit like huge numbers unfortunately last story was one of those ones that got the price went way up if you didn't get it in the first yeah it was it was that in xenoblade and xenoblade chronicle like those were the ones that like they were like at the tail end of the wii's uh uh lifespan really hard to find yeah hard to find and then like when they stopped making new copies yeah like at gamestop used it was like 80 bucks minimum so um but yeah so this is this is their newest game um it is on apple arcade only which is a All bummer. right, next game. Yes. <laughs> Which is a bummer, because you know what? Sakaguchi deserves better than that. Like, for the love of God, somebody just write this man a check, just a very large check, and let him just make a grand RPG. Like, please. Um, I made a post. I need Sony to give Sakaguchi the Kojima treatment and just say, you know what? Just make a game for us. We'll, yeah, we'll, build we'll your own financially studio. support you mm-hmm. a little bit, you know? Yeah. And, and just please make, dude. Imagine, imagine Sakaguchi making a original Final Fantasy esque RPG using the Decima engine, which is the Horizon Zero Dawn engine, yeah, which also used for Death Stranding. Like, can you imagine? That'd yeah, be insane. That'd be, that'd be amazing. I mean, insane. But anyways, so this is uh, their newest game. Um, the look of it is very unique. So what they did is the backgrounds, right? Um, they're all handmade dioramas. Um. I don't know if you had caught that because you were reaching over. Um, I did. Sorry, I had to close my window because there's... Oh, no, that's okay. I don't know if there's a drag race. What's happening outside of my house right now? There's just a lot of cars driving. racing for paint You said it's like a a diorama, the visual style? No, I'm saying the the actual background. So they photographed, they handmade dioramas. I think it's 150 of them. Yeah, so I think the number is 150 dioramas. They made these dioramas as the backgrounds, the backdrops of of the environments that you're walking through with the 3d rendered anime looking character what um and it's it's super unique dude so like when the very first section like when you when you start the game it's very futuristic so it's not as distinctly diorama-esque like you don't really quite get it in that first environment you see bits of it you're like oh yeah no that does look like handmade but like it because it's futuristic and i think they kind of added some sort of like lighting like when they were actually making the game like not like natural lighting but kind of like you know in the game when they were making it but then oh, okay. when you get to the um when you get to the second area which is like the first town um that you can absolutely tell. you can absolutely tell it's like handmade and then you're just walking around it as this um as the main character leo um uh, very cliche he has amnesia uh <laughs> very very jrpg um Okay, so I, I came on the Apple Store here while you're describing this. Cause I wanted to see, and some of the screenshots they even have in the preview, you can see. Yeah. Like, I know you won't be able to see that super well. Oh, it disappeared. Yep. Hang on. I got to change my background. <laughs> well, I mean, I can there's, bring there's up. One, the... There's one in particular where you're kind of in what looks like a, not a mine, like a, um, 
Shoot. What, oh, a quarry. It looks like you're in a quarry almost because there's like this dirt path coming down and you're surrounded by rocks and stuff. And your character standing there in what looks like very real life. These are real rocks that they took a picture of. Yeah. Let me see if I can. Um, hold on. Because, I mean, we are a visual podcast now. Um, so if I screen share it to you, is that going to show on the thing? or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's very impressive. Some or maybe I can just do this. I do start sharing. So I don't know if that's. Is it showing me or is it showing my desktop now? It's loading. Okay. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's, that's exactly it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like this, for instance, like this is like you can, if you look at this, like this back here, it clearly looks like it's just handmade. Like they took, um, yeah. And the and the buildings here look handmade. Like, but then you have well, all these 3D. The next couple images. There was a couple other ones that looked. Yeah. Um, oh, this this little store here, like, oh no, that's not going to be a normal size image. I hate when it says it's decent size, but they usually um, want you to pay to download it. Oh, that one right there is a rock. Yep, yep, yep. That's the one that jumped out at me. I hate that. Hold Just on, well, click on it. For, click on it first, and then right, and then open a new tab. Yeah, now open that in new tab. Oh, is that not what I did? Okay, my bad. There yeah, I see, like, like rock. That just like looks like straight up real rocks. That's crazy. And it's like a three D rendered character. Like, okay, so explain this to me one more time. They actually did create this set. Yeah, they created of it exactly. Okay. Yeah, and then they and then they obviously you know using computer software then you know pieced it all together. That's a three D rendered um, character model. Why is um, this on phones only? It's so annoying. I know. I know. Honestly, dude, this would this would uh, sit so well on the Switch. It would just totally work on the Switch because the thing is, it's not. It's not um, a juggernaut of a game visually. Like, it's not super intense. Like, the Switch would be able to play it. Um, yeah. The only thing um, is they would have to redo the controls because essentially the way that the game controls is, like, you poke on a on a spot and the character moves there. So, like, a little, well, you like... you do that on Switch. Yeah, but I'd rather, like, use the analog stick to move him. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know what I mean? Just just so it feels more, like, kind of, you know, gamey. Where I'm just yep. using like I'm using a controller and 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 it's more tactile, but um, yeah, it's just it's visually super unique. I think it's super cool. Um, the music, like I said, Uimatsu, who is the father of Final Fantasy music, uh, has made most of the Final Fantasy series uh, music. Um, collaborated with uh, Sakaguchi, so the music in this game is is Uimatsu. It is amazing. Um, the there's a there's a battle theme that really reminds me of um of some final fantasy 8 music specifically nice um and that and that first area actually um that when you wake up and it's kind of like a futuristic setting actually really reminds me of uh of the future uh, the the later sections of final fantasy 8 like way later um and then there's like this one track where it's so when when you get to that town uh, somebody mentions like a fortune teller. Oh, he can tell you uh, your past and, and present um, to kind of maybe try to, you know, uh, kickstart your memory. Because obviously, if he can look into the past, then he can tell you some things and maybe that'll make him remember. So when you get up to like his little hut, the music in there is like straight up Final Fantasy IX. Like it just sounds like it was ripped from Final Fantasy IX. Um, so the music is just it's just amazing. I mean, Uimatsu is 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 a genius. So. Um, his music is always fantastic. Um, the combat. And how about the? Yeah, I was gonna say combat. I saw some shots of the combat. Is it turn based? So I, it is turn based. Um, I just got the second character, so I can, I, which I'm glad because I could at least explain a little bit more than just the simple um, 
you know, simple approach uh, that was in the first hour. So, uh, yeah, it's turn-based, so your characters are on one side, the enemies are on, on another. Uh, because you're playing on the phone, there's a lot of touch going on, so when you're doing an attack, you can either just, like, tap on where it says attack, or you can drag it over to the specific enemy that you want to attack. Um with special abilities, so the the one special ability that Leo has is uh, Slash, and it's basically like it, it does a Slash um, sort of shockwave move in a line. Mm. So if I target like an enemy behind one of the enemies, it'll hit both of them because the line's crossing over both of them. But that, is that kind of luck based on the way they lay out when the battle starts? Yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah. Um, okay. which is fine. But so uh, with the second character, um, she was just introduced, uh, Kina, or or Kina, it's K-I-N-A, so I'm not sure how to pronounce it. There's well, no voice like, acting, unfortunately. It's like Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, so is this Kina, a different <laughs> way to spell it? Um, but, uh, yeah, so she does, uh, she's sort of the mage, clearly, because okay. the, the first thing that you do with her is um, you do uh, Holy. She, she's He's basically attacking the enemies, but they keep like respawning, so he's like, shoot, what the hell am I supposed to do? So she's like, let me let me try this. And basically, so when you click Holy, um, it's almost like pulling back on an arrow. So when you take the Holy icon and you drag back on the phone, it actually arches the line. So like there was like a row of enemies, but kind of like in sort of like an arch. That's so when cool. I, so when I pulled back on the icon, it basically connected on all the enemies, and it it did sort Dang of it. like this like almost like Wanted, the movie Wanted, like a curve. You're gonna make shot. me sign up for Apple Arcade again, <laughs> dude. Pl- please, if anybody, if you love JRPGs, you love traditional JRPGs, please for the love of God play this game, because I've only been playing it for an hour and a half, and like it just like. It's just dripping of Final Fantasy. It you just, know what else it, is annoying here is you have to subscribe to Apple Arcade. I can't just buy. It's not like buy it for fifteen bucks or something. Like you have to subscribe to Apple right. Arcade. Right. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. I mean, I hadn't, I had not used the free trial yet, so I, I used it for this. Um, I did, and I did like some of the games in there. Some of them yeah. even back in the day, and it's been a while, so I bet you there's more. That's where I played stuff like. Uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking out on the name of it. it. Came out on the Switch recently. It's that puzzle game where you chain through monsters together. Uh, anyway, uh, hero? No, not that no. one. Although that okay. looks cool too. But anyway, yeah. th- there are some good ones on there. So if you do yeah, yeah, yeah. decide to try this, uh, Apple Arcade, if you're listening, uh, it is. It, there are some cool things on here, but, but this game get... alone looks like it's worth trying out this way. Well, it 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 like absolutely like again, if you love Final Fantasy or just traditional JRPGs in general, please play this game because I again I've only played an hour and a half and it just it's just. It feels like basically a Final Fantasy game. Like the way yeah. that it's written, like the way that when Leo's talking and just the way that, that his um, the dialogue, how just the way he's interacting with these characters that he's meeting is just it feels like a Final Fantasy character. Um, again, it helps that the music is very uh, reminiscent of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, it's just a bummer that it's on phones, but like fingers crossed that it at least comes out like on Switch or something. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't get how they're making money off of this though, because it's free, and it doesn't seem like there's microtransactions. Well, it's not really free; it's part of a subscription service. So it's one of those okay. things where they're getting a cut for, for downloads that they get through okay. Apple Arcade. So it's, it's not going to be that different from putting on a movie or a TV show on Netflix or something. So, so basically, the more people download that, that download this game, then they would make more money. Possibly, it depends on how their deals yeah. written. 
yeah, I would yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. with a company that big, that's the case. Yeah. Tim, I'm going to is... need you to download it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need everyone to download it because please, like, I don't, I keep seeing, because uh, I was Googling um, Fantasian just to get images uh, for the screen, uh, for the thumbnail and like articles. Oh, you know, Fantasian, the, the game from Sakaguchi is finally out. And like a bunch of like of those articles saying, you know, hopefully not his last game. I was like, whoa, did he say at some point this is going to be like, I don't I don't want this guy to stop making games, please. Like I need him to keep making games <laughs> like he's just, you know, it, it, it he still has it. Like, it's just I'm playing this game and it, it feels through and through like a final fantasy game and but it does it feels unique at the same time it, it doesn't yeah, it's, it's five bucks a month yeah so let's say this game keeps your attention for a month that's five bucks right um so i might i might sign up for it again just to try this yeah. out because it, it looks this, really cool this game is absolutely worth five ten, ten bucks and the and also um what's super cool is so um my tv apparently because i was trying to find I was trying to find a way to play this on my computer, Tim, and there's no just straightforward way of doing it. You have to f- download programs, um, and I downloaded oh, I one. See. I downloaded one, but it just wasn't con- my phone wasn't connecting to the program for some reason. It just wasn't recognizing it, and I didn't understand why. Um, but then I noticed on my phone because it was showing my PC, uh, my laptop, and it was showing my TV. I was like, oh, hold on a second. So I clicked on my TV. My TV is compatible with AirPlay. Oh, so it. I've been playing this. Uh, I was playing that on my TV. That's cool. With a controller or just with your phone? Just on my, with my phone, because again, okay. it has the touch. You know, it has the the mechanics are are touch screen based. So hey, I can it, do my free trial again. It's let me do a month free trial again. Ah, well, there you go. Um, so obviously, super weird. It almost feels like a a really disconnected like playing on the DS because the TV is like not exactly on top of where the touch screen is. Right. Um, but I was, you know, I was looking at the TV during the cutscenes, even during like some combat. I kind of was looking up at the screen, um, yeah. and the music was coming in through the TV. So obviously, not coming through the phone, it just sounded much better through the TV. Um, yeah. So yeah, if if you have the means of playing this on a TV or on, you know, somehow on your computer, then then do it that way. But do you think it works on iPad? Is it? Yeah, it it should work on the iPad. Yeah, that'd be a cool place to play it, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I absolutely am gonna finish this game. Like, it's, it's, it's already awesome. Didn't so. know you had become a uh, DFC, a mobile, a mobile gamer, <laughs> DFC casual fan. Dude, but that's I will cool. do, I will do anything for Sakaguchi. <laughs> I will do Don't anything. Tell him that. <laughs> tell um, all right. Well, money. you've got, you've got me convinced. I signed up for another month of this thing to give it a whirl. So that's cool. It's downloading now. Excellent. Ba, 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 Fantasian. Ba. Well, listen, since my kids are playing a lot of Monster Hunter Rounds, it's good to have another option, so I'll be able to yes. use my phone. Exactly. Also, I've been, when I have the chance, I was like, well, they, they took away my Monster Hunter, and I'm excited because I, I like my kids to get into deep RPGs like that, so I'm more than okay with them playing it, because they'll lose interest, and then I'll get I'll get to play through it again. Um, or play through it some more, but... I still wanted to fight some big monsters in a deep RPG, mm-hmm. so I thought I'd fire up Demon Souls. Demons and I did. Souls. Demons <laughs> Souls. Which just is rolls Z. off the I'm, top. Yeah. I always just make the S of the last the last S and the first S just the same S, so it's Demon Souls. The way I say it. And yes. I understand that's not correct. But yes. um, I know. All right. Anyway, this game is of course, for those of you who haven't played it before. 
This is the precursor to the Dark Souls series, which then, of course, they also put out Bloodborne and Sekiro. And, you know, of course, they, they're well known. They pretty much created a new genre mm. uh, of games. You know, the Soulsborne type games or the Souls-like, however you want to call it. Um, and I like some of them. I, I always have had trouble getting into the Dark Souls series specifically. I've got Dark Souls Remastered on my Switch. Um, and I played that one a decent amount. I played Dark Souls 3 a decent amount. I just, for some reason, those games aren't clicking with me. Yeah. I did like Bloodborne a lot. I ended up, I don't remember what point I got to in that game where all of a sudden the hooks were in me pretty bad and I just couldn't stop playing it until it was over. I loved Bloodborne. I thought that was great. Uh, I thought Sekiro was fun, but as we've talked about before, I I hit a difficulty spike that was too much for me to want to spend time on. And I was like, ah, I think I'm done. I think I'm yeah. good. Um, but it was cool. Still very cool. Um, so I started Demon Souls, Demon's Souls, ugh, and uh, <laughs> just say Demon Souls because, like, seriously, what the what the hell is with the extra apostrophe? At? Like, I don't go know. To hell. Go to hell, and guys. In like, the game itself, as there's lots of dialogue to kind of kick off the lore at the beginning, and then you're talking to characters that are trying to explain things to you. They keep saying the phrase "these Demon Souls," <laughs> so it's like, if you keep calling it Demon Souls, can you just call the game right. Demon right. Souls? Like, we get right. it. Whatever. Anyway, uh, so I've, I've only beaten the first boss, and then I've kind of started that next area of that first larger area. And um, this is obviously a huge game. Uh, I know for folks who are, you know, um, veterans at this, they could probably fly through it. I get it. I get for some folks it's maybe even much smaller than a Dark Souls game. But for me, I can already tell there's a good amount of game here to be played. Yeah. So that part's exciting to know there's plenty to uncover, plenty of bosses to fight. I know there's co-op because folks have already offered to try some co-op with me, which is cool. Um, but it's it's fun, and I, I even though it does have that punishing element that these games are known for, it it doesn't feel that punishing because they yeah. do give you some they do limit you when you try to go back and recover your items and your body, but they also give you some special items to instantly recover your body. Like there's there's some thing there's some shortcuts that they give you mm-hmm. um, if you need them. Those items are hard to come by these special stones, but. Um, they're still possible to find and to use if you need to. But yeah, this game plays fantastically. I like the way it feels. I like the I like the combat. From what I've played so far, I picked the class. I have no idea what class to go with. Because there's like no, yeah. nothing at the beginning really tells you, you know, here are the types of things you'll be able to do or not do if you pick this class. You just kind of have the way yes. that you approach it in this one too, because it was the original one and then they kind of tweak things with the Dark Souls series specifically. But I guess it's it's definitely a bit different from what I've heard. The, the yeah. way that you approach, like your, um, your like your actual stats and like which weapons you're using and things like that. So, yeah, and and Sasan uh, put some good tips in there about which weapons to pick and what to look for because mm-hmm. they will be able to be upgraded in a certain way that either will get maxed out to an S ranking or not. Right. So you have to be careful about which ones you what you spend yeah. uh, your resources to upgrade. Um, so that was a good tip. So is but, this your first time playing Demon Souls or? Yes. Oh, is it? Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I never played Demon Souls before. Okay, because I played it back. Yeah, I played it back originally when it when it first came out. Yeah. So that that was pretty crazy back then because I was like, whoa, this is a hard game, very weird, yes, unique game, <laughs> very strange. Uh, yeah. Visually, just absolutely stunning. I yes. can see why a lot of folks last year were like, this is the best looking game of the year, and it's hard mm-hmm. to argue. And I knew just based on the videos, that's hard to argue with. You know, yeah. it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah. It clearly some core elements to it are clearly dated. So even though I never yes. played the original, I can tell certain pieces, whether it's certain pieces of dialogue or the way menus work or 
even just upgrading or repairing items, it's like, well, they decided to stick with this menu system. You can tell because yeah. this is not modern. So, and that's and that's okay. You kind of just adjust and and go with it. But and even like the inventory system, as you're looking through some stuff, it's just like, well, th- this is behind the times. But I think they, for the most part, brought a lot of this over mm-hmm. and just made it all look really, really nice. Yeah, so, I mean, even the, the menus of, are clearly like they look cleaner like visually they look cleaner right so i will say that the the text for the main game title is a kind of a interesting choice like it looks like a silly type of font (laughs) for demons not not feeling the font (laughs) i'm not it's like at that point you might as well go with comic sans like what are you doing with that font what is that so this is a great game it's like one of the best games i ever played but i friggin hate the font so 7.8 title yeah, the title font brings it down a full yes. point. 7.8, too much font. Too much silly font. So. so, listen, it's a great game. Plays great. It's uh, If you like Souls games and you haven't, if you like me and you hadn't played this one, it's totally worth jumping into. It's a great showpiece for the PS5 because the visuals are so nice. Yeah. Uh, and the lighting and the enemies, the boss. I just, that first, well, it's not only the first boss because there is a boss that you fight at the very, very beginning, but the first boss that you kind of work your way to um has all these shields you know it's a big blob kind of ugly looking thing uh, that's just cool like visually they did a good job with that it was just gross and it was well done i just really really liked it there's also you can see sort of the specters of the spirits of other players who have either come before or i don't know some of them might be playing now i couldn't really tell but um you can either watch the way they died by touching yeah, the yeah, blood yeah. stain <laughs> or sometimes there's just these kind of like white ghost spirits that are actively running around fighting while you are and so i'm not sure what those are about if those are like active players right now or are they just showing you someone else who recently like i'm not sure what those are or who they are um but still very cool kind of gives you a sense that you're not alone even though this game is very much about being alone if you're not playing co-op but um but yeah i really dig it and i am going to keep playing it some more not sure that i'll finish it bloodborne was the only souls like game that i've ever finished yeah um, and I don't know if this is the one that's going to break that pattern and I'll finish it. I don't know, but it is really cool. I like it a lot. It's, um, you know, as you're talking about it and I was, I was thinking about this game and then the, the, the dark souls trilogy and then bloodborne Sekiro, like, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm personally overall over like that style of game, mm. like that soul style. But when I think about it, I guess I like the first one and each of its each of their sort of new entries. So like Demon Souls, I I was like, oh, I actually really like this. I did finish Demon Souls, and then when they make Dark Souls, um, I was like, oh, okay, this this is a little bit different. I mean, aesthetically, it's like the same theme, right? Medieval dark fantasy, um, but there was enough differences that I was like, oh, I I like this. Um, so you finished that one? I finished that one, but then the mm-hmm. second one I never even played, and then. I think last year or maybe the year before I, I finally tried dark souls three and I was just like, I don't know. It just got too repetitive. Maybe I just wasn't in the right state of mind of like wanting to appreciate that game, but I just wasn't having it after like, according to Teague, that was the best game of 2016. I think it's crazy. (laughs) You know, Derek likes a lot of seven games. So (laughs) dark souls three is swimming and setting up. But then fast forward to bloodborne and like that was different enough because aesthetically it's, it's, it's quite different from the dark fantasy, um, you know, uh, setting and then Sekiro, you know, samurai sort of dark samurai game. So whatever they're making next, I don't know what the sort of vibes of that is going to be or 
how much they'll sort of add to their formula. Um, but hopefully they, they do change things up a bit. So, because, yeah. you know, it seems like when they do more of, of one of that particular type of, you know, like with the Dark Souls specifically, it, it just becomes, it feels stale, I guess, because they just don't yeah. feel, they don't feel different enough. It just feels like more game. Like it, yeah. it almost feels like an addition to the one that just came before it. So, right. Which do you think will come first, the sequel to uh, Sekiro or Bloodborne? Ooh. Um, Let's just assume that one of them at least will get a sequel. Which one do you think? I think Bloodborne. Just because like Bloodborne is older, so like at mm-hmm. this point, they, if they were making a sequel, they've probably already been working on it. Yeah. Um, and is it PS5 exclusive, you think? Bloodborne? Uh, I think so, yeah. I would say so. Yeah be interesting yeah. to see because i mean they they don't have to make it exclusive right unless there's a deal with sony that that ip is exclusive maybe there is it could be that ip it could be yeah maybe they, they might have published that one because their other games are on everything so yeah but i think they publish same with demon souls because demon souls i think was published by sony i could be wrong here okay. in the states okay um but um because that's why they had to change it to dark souls because they um they didn't have the the yeah the you're right Sony published it yep yeah so I I uh, I think maybe that's the same case with Bloodborne yeah, that makes sense okay. yeah 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 so yeah um so even if it wasn't um that team specifically doing Bloodborne two yeah I feel like that that would come first for sure so yeah that makes sense well those are most of the things that I'm playing I mean I'm still juggling those long things alongside things like Valheim of course still playing Dude, Valheim. Valheim. We still haven't um, connected it in our connected world yet, Tim. I know, but it's cool that we can go in there and build our own stuff or explore without so, necessarily needing to match up our schedules, which is cool. I did, um, I did mostly finish. Um, I planted a couple trees for additional support, so I'm going to extend that part. So I started like this. this I, it looks air- like you flipped the direction of your house. You had it facing one way, and then you... So, when you go out that back gate, I started working on the structure towards the left. But what happened was as I was going up, I just wasn't getting enough. The trees weren't high enough for me to go as high as I wanted to. Dude, plant pine trees instead because not only so, they're taller, but they yeah it takes a lot longer for the leaves to show up. So that I did in the new structure that I built. Sure. And, and I think I kind of like it maybe a little bit better because the second you walk out the door, you actually see it there. And it just looks kind of cool, like, uh, you know, 50 feet ahead. Um so Which, I, you know what you'll need to do though. Too, so. You'll need to put probably all the way up to the height of even above a troll. You'll have to put those protective wooden fences all around the tree because a troll could okay. come and knock it down. Yeah, and there goes your support. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so. I'll be I'll be sitting up there looking down like, dude, knock it off. Knock, or and we could just down. <laughs> we could extend that whole kind of wooden pole gate all the way around Good. to include it. But Good. anyway, it would just really suck if you've got this whole suite set up up there and these cool stairways and these connected buildings or whatever it is you're going to have up there. And then yeah, one yeah. troll comes in and swings and the whole thing comes crashing I'm just, down. I'm just laying in bed, just sound asleep. <laughs> and then I, my body just ragdolls, like falling down <laughs> off of the tree. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's still super fun. And I mean, yep. you know, now, yeah, now I was that out we have trying to map out. I was trying to map out um, some additional plains areas for when we do get to that um you know level you know once we beat the next couple bosses when we get to the plains so i was trying to kind of just map out where those islands are the best islands to go to the plains and uh, i did run across 
So it was like a Meadows area. So it, mm-hmm. it looks, you know, it's lower level in general for folks who haven't played this game. Meadows are generally lower level. So I was going to pull my boat up there and park and then build my portal, head back home, drop some stuff off and come back and keep sailing. So I pull up in the boat and because we're on a dedicated server now, sometimes uh, the way things render and pop up is can be a little slower. Like I've noticed that a little bit. Not always, but it can pop up a little slower. So it wasn't until I got right to the shore that I noticed all these buildings popping up and it was one of those abandoned like ruins, villages, oh, okay. meadows. So yeah. I thought, oh, okay, there's just a bunch of houses here. But then I saw these green, this green kind of like uh, smoke coming out of a bunch of them and I realized this uh. is one of those Draugr villages. <laughs> And they're all kind of trapped in these houses. And the idea is you let them out of the houses, kill them, and there's treasures in there and stuff. Mm. So I saw that. And then I noticed out of the out of the Black Forest, which that biome is right beside it, comes a troll and a bunch of gray dwarves. And they're attacking the Draugr village. Oh, really? <laughs> and so they're smashing at the houses. The Draugrs are shooting at them. And I'm standing there. I hadn't eaten any food. So I've got like 25 health with no healing yeah. ability. Yeah, yeah. And so I very quickly got killed because I was – so I actually, when I noticed a troll coming, he saw me. I ran around the village and opened all the doors, trying to let the Draugrs out <laughs> to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the trolls are outside, guys. You should do something about that. So it worked. They started engaging, but the troll did end up catching me as I was making the yeah. turn to go back towards my boat. One of his big giant swings caught me and killed me. So – then I had to back at our village. Since I hadn't set up the portal yet, like an idiot, I should have set it up real quick. I had to then build another boat, sail all the way there, yep, get my yep. stuff. I wasn't trash. there. I wasn't there. Yeah. I've got a problem. I've got a you real know, problem. Maybe, maybe the problem is you just shouldn't sail without me, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I should not sail unsupervised. <laughs> That is true. Yeah. Oh, that game is freaking awesome, man. I'm really excited yeah. for when they when they add more building stuff because the building can be like uh, it's almost cathartic just putting together a yeah. cool building. And yeah. so it's not my, every. It's honestly my favorite part. Like this new house that I just built, like it looks really nice on the inside because again, I was kind of trying to incorporate building it onto the trees and this like on a slight hill, and it just. It's just so cool. Just like yeah. kind of like feeling like a carpenter. You're just putting together this cool house. You're like, yeah. I'm so good at building houses in, in <laughs> pretend we're a Valheim world. Yep. Um, the other times that I've died aren't nearly as punishing in terms of having so far to go. This one time I did have to go a far away. Yeah. But those are more stressful, but in a good way. It's like you're kind of rolling the dice that you're not yeah. going to die. I've gotten attacked by a sea serpent once. Thankfully, I was Ooh. far enough. I was close enough to the shore yeah. that I was able to quickly jump out of the boat. And then once I got far enough away from the shore, the sea serpent stopped attacking my boat and just swam away. Hate, yeah, those guys are obnoxious. It's like, get the yeah. hell out of here. Just go yeah. away. And they're huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've only seen one. I've only, had, I've only seen one of those. But um, When I kept making trips to the, um, to the swamp mm-hmm. um, when I was trying to get some iron, because now I have a full iron set, uh-huh. I, had to make, I had to make many trips. So I came yeah. across like probably four or five of them. And I was like, dude, just f off like get out of here like leave me alone i had to like literally kind of i had to zigzag like they were alligators i had to zigzag to try to i just built a long boat which we could use for some of those longer iron trips because you know the main the boat i've been using has like only four compartments Mm -hmm. to store stuff in so i did the same thing i was making lots of trips for iron and for other other stuff with longboat we could apparently load up tons of it i haven't looked to see So we should totally do that. But yeah, Valheim, of course, getting some of my time. I feel like there was one other thing that I was playing recently. So Monster Hunter Rise, 
playing actually, some Demon's Souls. I wanted to ask you just, and we could just leave. I can even just ask you now. Yeah. I, I was reading something where, so you can remove the lim- the limitations when you're building, so things don't crumble down. Is that a, is that like a mod, or is that just in the game? No, that's probably when you go into um, oh, what's the what's the name of it? It's like a developer mode. Oh, okay. Just, like debug can, mode. A debug mode. Thank you. Um, okay. Yep. And that was usually easier to access. They changed it. It's still possible to access it. You just there's mm. just a way when you load up the server that you have to kind of activate it. But um, I wasn't sure how you felt about that because we could build some pretty cool things with could. no limitations to. <laughs> yeah. The wa- watching some YouTube videos of um, of some of these guys doing the stuff. It's it's interesting because a lot of the times they're running tests. So they'll even they'll run debug mode. And they'll create like a, a little canyon that yeah. has no space to move, and they'll spawn it because you can choose to spawn any enemy you want. So they'll spawn oh, a troll okay. right there, and with that troll stuck in that spot, they'll just test all their weapons out to kind of like ah. figure out how much damage does, does everything do. So okay. there's some interesting stuff that folks are doing, and I think you can do it with building. Although I'm not sure if in debug mode you can change kind of the physics that they've put in for the structures. I'm not sure. I haven't seen that. Maybe maybe you could. Yeah. Um, but I do know that when you have stone built up high enough, any wood that's touching that is considered grounded, which is awesome. So right, right, you can right. build that big stone foundation, and then you can build a bunch yeah. of. And same with a tree. I think if you connect to a tree, that's considered. Yeah. Well, grounded that's too, that's right? what I that's what I was trying to do with that first spot, and then the second spot is working out a bit better because I have a I have a stone foundation, and then I I started you know putting some stacking some wood up. So you know what I recommend, and I know that the swamp isn't the prettiest of areas, but they have these trees that you can't cut down that can't be damaged. Oh, okay. They're like there's so there's ancient trees that are skinnier, and you can chop right. those down to get ancient bark. Yep. And then there's these big old trees, the ones that you usually see from a distance when you're getting close to the swamp. They're kind of the big ones with the creepy looking branches at the top. Mm. You can't cut those down, and and neither can enemies. Even if a troll for some reason were, uh, you know, okay. here. Yeah. So, uh, I have built a couple of kind of stairways that wrap around those up to a little house up ah, high. Okay. Um, Interesting. Because they can't be collapsed but yeah they don't look as cool like the biomes the other biomes are more scenic because yeah, the swamp yeah, yeah. is so rainy and dank the it's swamp pretty... is you're just you're, the swamp you're going there for a specific reason and then you're getting the hell out of there yes. <laughs> like that's yeah. basically what the swamp is like yeah. yeah well it's the same thing with the planes apparently they have i don't know if you've seen the planes yet but they've got these um kind of these stone pillar looking things but they look yeah. like they look like mountains that someone dynamited all the sides off so it's just like this tall skinny pillar that's made out of just natural stone that mm. same thing like you can't break it and so enemies can't break it either the only thing there is you got those freaking death skeetos i don't want to build while yeah. they're floating <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i don't i don't want to mess with the not yet anyways I, i'm not right. i'm not prepared for that yet so. yeah like i do want to build a planes house at some point but i'm gonna it have to be a thing where i have set up a house in a nearby biome or something that's safe mm-hmm. where i can easily spawn and run grab my stuff i don't know we also need to, yeah, we would have to, like, take turns, like, doing, like, uh, watching, you know? Oh, my gosh, it's true. Body, like, being a bodyguard while the other one's doing the construction work. <laughs> yeah, freaking death skeetos. Yeah, that game is great. I love that game. And then, yeah, of course, Monster Hunter Rise. Right now, it's been a really fun time of gaming for me between Demon, just started Demon Souls, Monster Hunter Rise is great. Um, and, of course, I'm loving Valheim still. And, uh, I, oh, I wanted to close with this, too. I did just watch... Godzilla versus Kong this weekend. Mm. Actually watched it twice because I watched it myself the day it came out, and because nice. uh, I was really excited to see it, and I really enjoyed it. And then my son wanted to watch it. It's his birthday coming up, 
and I was like, hey, what do you want to do? And he said he wanted to stay up late and watch a movie with me. So we stood, we stayed up, made way too much popcorn and drank soda and watched Kong versus Godzilla. Excellent. Um, and he loved, he liked it too. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's not, I mean, I know a lot of folks will criticize the human story in these monster movies. And when sure. people do that, I understand it because I'm like, you're right. You're right. Those characters are pretty shallow and and some of the writing is you know not top notch i get it but i think for the most part they they did fine with this one mm-hmm. same with the other godzilla movie and with kong skull island and with godzilla king of the monsters it's like they've got their strengths and weaknesses when it comes down to it i just want to see these giant creatures oh, yeah. clash like, and i do i do think this one does a better job out of all the newer godzilla and kong movies of displaying some insane creature battles like you really? can it, it does a great job of zooming out to the right point and zooming in at certain spots too, but you can zoom out to the point where you can really see an awesome fight. And I, Dude, I loved it. Yeah. If you, if you're saying this is the, I mean like that second Godzilla movie, that was insane. Dude. Like the fights in that are bananas. They like, are. I think this one's better. Wow. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Like yeah, the, the three headed one. What's the three headed one? I forget. Ghidorah. Yeah. 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 Like that, that one's yeah. yeah. There's two main fights. The first one is a little shorter, but it was heavily featured in the trailers. It's out okay. with water. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, and that one is cool and pretty creative the way they did that, but not not super long fight. And then the final battle has a couple of, I guess you can call them stages to it, right? Where there's little pauses and breaks Escalation. for various reasons. Yeah, and it keeps escalating. And then I, th- I think the way it culminates at the end is just really cool. And mm. yeah, one thing though, if you're a major Godzilla fan and you don't love Kong as much, this movie really is more of a Kong movie where Godzilla's yeah. in it. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm more of a Godzilla person if I'm going to pick between the two. But I think they did their best to, like, they don't want either one to seem like the clear-cut good guy or villain, but I still sure. think as watching it from as someone who likes both, I don't, like, I don't really have... I'm, I didn't grow up watching these movies, so, like, I, yeah. I think they're well, all the fun. Like... Yeah, they're all fun, and I don't really have a preference. I did get the vibe that Kong is supposed to be the hero that we're relating to. Mm. And while Godzilla isn't necessarily a villain, you're still trying to figure out why is he doing what he's doing. And Mm. you also don't get any quote unquote alone time with Godzilla where you're really understanding. I know this sounds really weird. You're not really getting his motivations, but with Kong, you totally get his motivations with Godzilla. It's just, you get some of them through some secondary dialogue, but it's mostly a Kong movie. So yeah, Yep. Well, and I, and I know that rubs some people the wrong way. So, <laughs> some people don't love that, but I think yeah. the fight scenes are pretty fantastic. I think the visual effects are just unreal, man. Well, maybe they did that to kind of balance it because they so with this new monster universe that they're building, like there's just the one Kong movie, but then there's two Godzilla movies. So maybe they they kind of balance it out that way, where this is like a versus movie, but they obviously focus more on Kong just to kind of you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, think back to Captain America: Civil War. I mean, that's not ju- that's more of an Avengers movie than just right. Captain America. Really, it's almost an Iron Man movie. Like, it's better than Iron Man two or three. That's for sure. It's a it's um, a half Avengers versus the other half of the Avengers movie. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's not so. really just Captain America, although he, of yeah. course, is kind of the central figure throughout. But um, yep. uh, anyway, I did I did enjoy it a lot. I nice. I'm, I really dug it. So I could see myself watching it even one more time before it. Cause I think it's, it's only streaming through the end of April on HBO okay. max. So, oh, okay. Um, 
I did not know that. So yeah, I should I should get on that. I should actually I have the first one in my H in in my queue because I hadn't oh. seen uh, that one. The the Which newest one? Kong movie, the one that's in this monster, this new Kong movie that's part of this new uh, universe. Oh, you haven't watched Skull Island? No, I haven't watched that one. So oh, I, I honestly Island. didn't even like, know it was made. I like completely forgot. I know I had seen a trailer for it, of it like around when it came out, but then like. Then, like, when they were saying, yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, you know, my uh, my sister's uh, fiancé had mentioned, like, if I had seen the Kong movie specifically, just his singular movie, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I yeah, completely Skull forgot Island's, it existed. So. Dude, it's fantastic. I mean, some of the human performances are a little phoned in, but I Sam love Jackson. Samuel Jackson's yeah, role. Sam, I mean, come great. on. Come on. Yeah, he's great. John Goodman is even pretty good at it. Tom Hiddleston and... Um, What's her name? Brie Larson. It's funny mm-hmm. to see all these Marvel actors yeah. reuniting and be yeah. like this. Um, but yeah, between her and Sam Jackson and Tom Hiddleston, um, th- their characters are both pretty one note. Like, oh, they're supposed to be the attractive main guy and main girl. Sure. And there's no like love. There's no like romantic storyline really. Um, but they're they're much less fun than well, at least Tom Hiddleston at least is much less fun than his Marvel superhero mm. Loki Loki <laughs> performance. Um, cause he's, he's kind of just like this downtrodden tracker who's drinking himself into oblivion before they pull him out of the gutter to come help track that. You know what I mean? It's that sure. he's that kind of character. Sure. It reminds me a lot of when Chris Pratt was in that first Jurassic world movie where okay. he's not, he's not super fun. He's, he's fine, but he's just kind of the cool guy. Yeah. I thought. Well, he's like the cool, like wrangler of Raptors, which I mean is cool. <laughs> but he's not he's but... not Andy or Star Lord. Like he's not oh, doing his normal sure. fun stuff. No one's Andy. Um no one's no Andy. One's Andy. <laughs> um so yeah, I would say as long as you temper those expectations, because the cast looks phenomenal, but really the the main human performances that were fun were John C. Riley and mm. and Samuel L. Jackson was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, and a couple a couple others. They're not bad. Um but anyway, that movie is probably my favorite until this one maybe i might like this one more but that one was my favorite it's also set in the 70s so it's a younger kong he's not quite as big as he gets in this one okay oh so Um, gotcha yeah so it's a little bit of it's not origin story because he's not a baby like he's probably more of an adolescent and he's just Mm -hmm. not full size yet and they mention that in this movie they're like yeah he's not stopping growing so they kind of slip that in there as an as an explanation as to how is he gonna ever fight godzilla godzilla's way bigger and so they just kind of slip in this little comment about like yeah he's been growing this whole time Isn't it like the nuclear sort of there's some sort of nuclear aspect right is that what it is or uh not like a human created one but yeah no? okay yeah gotcha because i mean that's why godzilla is so much bigger right there's some sort of radiation right. nuclear kind of aspect to it so i mean he literally like dude <laughs> in in that first new godzilla movie where is it mothra that's in that one yeah and mm-hmm. he literally just fires his nuclear breath down. He's holding its mouth open and fires the nuclear. That scene is like it still gives me like goosebumps. Like it's that scene is so awesome, just right down his throat. Like Jesus. Wait, Mothra's the good guy. Is it? So Mothra's whatever, whatever he's fighting in in that in that Godzilla movie, whatever the hell that ends up there. There's two of them at the very end. Spoiler. Oh, you're talking about the 2014 Godzilla movie, yes. not the King yeah. of the Monsters. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, I forget what those are called. Yeah, because actually, yeah, Mothra is like the butterfly thing that's like actually. Yeah, Moth- yeah Mothra is right, kind of yeah, the healing yeah. um, titan or whatever. But yeah, whatever, whatever the hell he's fighting in that one, and then there ends up being yeah, and and he just like fires his nuclear breath down its throat, like holding its mouth wide open, like. Yep. That's hilarious. Yeah, this does definitely doesn't have the Royal Rumble. Here come all the monsters vibe to it, but. Okay. 
I mean, it's not supposed to. It's a bummer, Tim. It's not supposed to have all the other <laughs> Titans joining in. Sure. No? Sure, sure. I mean, this is about Godzilla and King Kong, right? I mean, I mean, to primarily... be fair, King of the Monsters didn't feature those other ones outside of the Pterodactyl and Mothra. There was really no other monsters really engaging in cool battles. It was a f- like, well, right. But they like they were showing up, though. They were showing like, and they show up at yeah. the end after things are kind of resolved to yeah, bow yeah, down yeah. or whatever. So I, I thought that, that would have been cool to see some of them in action, like the giant mammoth. Like, what's he going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are fun movies. Yeah, I recommend this one. I think this is a good pop popcorn flick. It's really fun, and uh, sometimes it's good to watch something dumb. and And I don't mean dumb because it's not a good movie. I mean like you don't need to think yeah. about this one a lot. Right. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about the logistics and if it's realistic and would that character do that? Who cares? Who People cares? Are still gonna do that though. <laughs> They're always gonna do that. There's always got to be some logic to these movies. It's like there's no such thing as sitting down and just enjoying the the visual spectacle of it all. You That's know? all it is. It's a visual spectacle like, with some fun writing, not bad performances, yeah. and it's good. It's good. You know what has great writing, Tim, and is also amazing. Just real quick, Man of Steel. <laughs> that yeah, movie. It's too, all right. I, I don't know. Listen, that movie is completely underrated. It 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 grosses me out how underrated it is. That's a fantastic <laughs> movie. All right. I'm, I'm gonna not throw up. It's so underrated. I'm not gonna, I mean, like, I love Marvel way more than DC, but like that movie is not a bad movie whatsoever, and people no, act like it is. It's like, not a bad movie. I don't know. I don't know if everyone just kind of has made the whole thing like be like these are bad movies because people really hated like Batman v Superman, but like I think some people have. Listen, yeah. you, you have to admit the turn in Batman v Superman when they finally go, wait, our moms have the same name. Let's be friends. <laughs> like that was one of the dumbest moments in any comic book movie. I mean, that being said, it doesn't mean that that entire movie is bad. I just thought that that pivotal moment that they turned things. And I rewatched it a while back to be like, did I misremember this? Nope, that's really it. That's the moment where they finally kind of see eye to eye. It's so frustrating. <laughs> but that's not the whole the whole movie. Batman v Superman, also not the worst movie. Like, There's some sure. good and entertaining moments. Man of Steel is way better than that. Man of Steel is better than a good chunk of the Marvel standalone flicks. I just don't think it stands up to their best ones. Like, I oh, would yeah, still no, like it. I, mean, I would sure. still like it over some of their... Like some of the Iron Man sequels, I didn't think were very good. Like I would right. like man, I would rank Man of Steel above some of them, yeah. probably above. Uh, oh, some of the Thor, the two, both of the Thor sequels were bad. No, 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 Ragnarok well, was good. Ragnarok it was is, just yeah. Dark Dark World that was bad. And the yeah. original one was fine. And then yeah, Dark World. I mean, I think if you went back and like kind of watched it all together, it's it's still not like the worst movie ever. But like right. it's it's a it's one of the weaker Marvel, you know, movies for sure. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah no. no, you're right. Man of Steel is not bad I, as far as Superman movies go. And there aren't that many of them. They came in these yeah. weird kind of like waves of um, almost like generational waves. So if you go yeah, way yeah. back to like Christopher Reeve Day or you watch the one off Brandon Ruth one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that that very much had a kind of mid 2000s vibe to it. It just it felt did. very yeah. different. And then now Man of Steel feels yeah. even more different. So, yeah, I. Um, I don't I don't know why people like this the whole darker tone of these movies like I like it and I especially like it too because like Marvel is definitely sort of overall the opposite like they try to add a bit more humor overall in their movies um whereas like this this like Snyder verse is more serious like I'm completely fine with that because like yeah. I mean Superman's fighting Zod and his and his goons and and just like f- flying through buildings decimating an entire city 
thousands of people are dying like there's nothing to laugh about here <laughs> like yeah. this is this is actually serious like yeah so you know and yeah and the, the fighting the fighting is basically like live action dragon ball z like and it's amazing like yeah just it visually looks really cool just how fast they're kind of moving around and pu the punching and um the mu dude the music in that movie is fantastic the soundtrack yeah. is is really yeah really that's another one that i think is on hbo max right yeah I well is. i yeah i had rewatched it yeah oh, okay. it was on right. HBO. yeah yeah yep. so yeah well there you go uh, there's your movie corner with tim and dan yeah. <laughs> exactly all right well i think that does it for us this week uh sorry to uh to derek that we don't know what's going on with you uh but we want you back on the show I mean, so i know what's back. going wrong with him He's a pain in the ass. That's what's going no, on. <laughs> we want you back. We need your hot takes. We actually do want to hear about Outriders, and Lord knows neither of us are probably going to play it. So no, we need your take not. on that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, over the next few weeks, we do have some pretty major releases coming out. I think next week we'll kind of touch base a little bit on some upcoming games because it's been a little while since we've looked at what's on the horizon because I've been just kind of enjoying stuff that's currently out, whether it's older stuff um, or some of the more recent releases that maybe aren't for everybody. Monster Hunter Rise isn't for everybody, but it's certainly doing it for me. So Just waiting for Resident Evil Village, Tim. Yeah, just, about one month wait. away. Just over a month. Patiently. Yep, yep, yep. So, all right, Dan. Thanks, man. Thanks for taking time. Thank you, listeners, for checking in with us. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.